Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Just Keep Swimming Podcast. This is your host, your boy, Adrian Jackson, and we're in the studio again with another great episode for you guys. And of course, who I got with me, I got Mr. Co-host, Mr. DJ. Hello. <laughs> got my bros in the house, feeling all calm and collective today, I see. Hey, this is my zen and holy place, bro. Can't bother me in here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad we're back to it, man. I've been waiting for this. And uh, we got another great episode for you guys today. You already know we do. And uh, bringing to the mic today, I got a very special guest with me. I actually been mentoring this guy for, what, about four or five years now? Five years. Five years now? Yes, sir. So I just want to bring to the mic Mr. Demond D. Demond, how we doing today, bro? Good. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I'm glad I'm glad for you to join us today, man. I feel I have a great topic for you today, and I feel a topic that you're going to have fun with for sure. So, yeah, man, I'm just hoping you're ready to get going. You ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's do this today. So, for today's episode, we're going to jump back to the season of... Perspective. Season of perspective, exactly. So, we're going to look at some things that we constantly view in the world daily or, you know... More than we should, probably. We're going to just yeah. review some things that we watch in the world, some of the TV shows that we watch. And for today's episode on Perspective, we want to talk about superheroes and anime characters. Right. And we want to talk about how they relate back to real people in the real world and how we can connect and perceive ourselves with them, even though we know they're cartoon characters and they're not real. Right. But somehow we still connect with them, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, I just want to get a little conversation about that going, and to pop it off, Damon, my first question for you, brother, is, who is your favorite superhero or anime character? Like, who's your number one? That's a tough question. <laughs> um, let's see. I would say the new Captain America. The new Captain America? The, the Falcon Captain America? Yes, sir. Really? Really? Yes. Okay, I like that. Why, why is that your favorite, brother? I would say because... In the last episode, mm -hmm. he was talking about basically real life stuff. Mm -hmm. The girl tried to like stop the stop the supreme leaders and stuff. Okay. Telling yeah. him like, I'm a black man wearing the uh, stars and stripes. <laughs> That's real. I like that. Because when Cap started out, basically I think racism was like still mm -hmm. still in there, right? Yeah, it was still in play for sure. It was true. Yes, but it was. Now, like since we time traveled. Now he's old now. He's basically taking the mantle, mm -hmm. doing the best he can. It had to be replaced. Right. That's beautiful. And that's pretty deep now. I like that because that kind of looks at it like, uh, it low-key looked like uh, Barack Obama when he first stepped in the White House. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it went from a role that was played by a white dude this whole time and actually getting paid by a black man in the Stars and Stripes. Yeah. You know, that's really deep. That's really deep, bro. So, um... So I guess my next question for you, B, is how do you feel you relate to him a lot? Like, what about him do you feel you really relate with him? Um, let's see. Basically, his, per basically his perspective. Mm -hmm. How it doesn't matter who wears his heart. doesn't matter who you are mm -hmm. in America. We all, we all bleed the color red. Mm, amazing. Oh, wow. And somehow we're all related to each other. Amazing. I love it. Basically, I'm all types of stuff like Filipino, Hawaiian, Chinese. Mm -hmm. But we still in America, and we yeah. still gotta fight love on each other's other side and love each other. Yeah. yeah, we're still people at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love that, bro. And that's that's actually pretty deep, man. I really like that idea because uh, you know I say that all the time, bro. You know, I, one of my favorite things I always say is. Uh, I didn't get to wake up and choose what color I was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wasn't born and got to choose to be a male, female, black, white, Asian. You know, I just had to run with this and deal with this. But like you said, the character in the show, he had to, you know, I'm black or whatever, but you know what? I'm fighting for this country because we are fighting for the same country. We need to be on the same team. Right. You know, and I'm going to represent this. Unfortunately, I haven't watched the full series yet, so I need to go catch up on that and finish that. But no, I do like that, bro. I really do, man. I really do. Um, Donovan, same question for you, brother. Who is your favorite superhero character? Dang. Or anime character, sorry. Dang, bro. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm just gonna go off of a whim for mm -hmm. this one. Um, even though I didn't really connect that much in terms of 
how he started off in the series, mm-hmm. um, but just his character development into what he turned into by the end, and that would be Zuko. Zuko from, from Avatar. Really, really. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, why Zuko, bro? Like, let's let's go ahead and deep dive deep in that. Why Zuko? Okay, Edge Lords are funny. For <laughs> <laughs> real though. But like, uh, it's just, you know what? I'm gonna take that back. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, I can't say a character, but the combination of two. Mm-hmm. And that would be Zuko and his uncle Iroh. Okay. And in the sense that like, Zuko had this, because of his childhood, he had this one belief in terms of, oh, I must make my father proud mm-hmm. um, to, you know, lead the Fire Nation or, because I'm the prince, I'm the next one up in line, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when he got dishonored in the sense of, you know, um, getting burned in, in his eye by the Agni Kai mm-hmm. and then also just kind of being casted out, yeah. Yeah. he was like, okay, well, the only way he's going to accept me after this point is if I capture the Avatar. Mm-hmm. And he blindly followed that purpose for so long but what i like about iroh it was like he was the father that zuko should have had and was there with them no matter what yeah he had these bad decisions and these bad aims and these bad goals but he was there with them every step of the way to guide him in the right direction right and by the end he kind of experience the same thing that Iroh did with, you know, being with Aang and the dragons and yeah. mm-hmm. changing what he thought was the real power of fire, which was anger, and turned it into passion. Yeah. And that was the single mind frame that helped him defeat Azula. Deep. And then just, he was only able to, he was only kind of able to get there just through Iroh's wiseness guidance yeah. yeah and Iroh gained that through losing his son in the war mm-hmm. which is why he retreated and you know everybody kind of resented him for that because he was supposed he, he was a fire lord general he exactly was, he was a grand yeah he was yeah. Yata. Yeah, yeah but white lotus chose to retract because it's like well what's all this death for if i lost my son he found the true meaning of stuff yeah, yeah and he realized that you know this war and fighting is not the true meaning of life you know what i'm saying right that's why he just wanted to well, be like drink tea and play uh, that one game all the time. Uh, yeah. 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 I like it. And you know, um, just the fact that he kept true to himself. Mm-hmm. All the time. The day, all the time. Yeah, all the exactly. time. And through all of it is change. Mm-hmm. And we can't avoid change, you know. Right. So you can either change for the better or for the worse. Mm-hmm. And you can see that reflected in the other characters. Okay. So, so uh so then my next question for you of course is uh, why do you feel you can relate with them so much then um kind of uh kind of being blinded a little bit by like a little bit of pride before going to college mm-hmm. and um but also just that innocence because i was still a boy at the same time but you know after going through after going through alone up in Reno, those life experiences, and even even the recent ones, you know, um, just the mentality to keep my head strong and keep and turn whatever negative energy into passion, something positive, right? You know, um, no matter what happens, even though it may be a struggle, and right, I feel the I feel the pain, I feel the struggle that Zuko went through mm-hmm. in that regard. So right. that's kind of why I relate to him. No, I like I like it. And like you said, you know, you have to learn that, you know, your old fire, your old drive isn't the true drive that's gonna keep you going for your whole life. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's only a temporary drive and once that fire went out, he had to find a new way to light his flame. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like that. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. So uh Adrian, what is your favorite superhero anime character? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked. All right, so for me, <laughs> so for me, my favorite character, um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to say this, but uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Gohan all years. You know what I'm saying? Just him in general, you know? What's up? So uh, first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? Always love, you know, Gohan, Dragon Ball Z, of course. Um, always, always kind of felt him where he was coming from the idea that you know he was the only son or he was the son 
that was quote unquote stronger than most than people realize, you know. And I I liked how he always you know, he didn't wanna he didn't wanna fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was a lover. You know what I'm saying? He loved to give. He loved to play around with the animals, be in the shade with the trees, or just relaxing, you know. Like I so said, he just liked life in general, enjoying life. But then it was kind of like he started to realize that the life that he loved, he has to fight for it. Yeah. Because people are trying to take it away. And whether he wants to fight or not, he has to fight. You know what I'm saying? And I think always, always admire that. Because he always said, you know, don't push me. Don't push me. Hold, you know, don't push me, don't throw me out there. Like, for example, what did Cell do? You know what I'm saying? He told Cell, man, don't push me, though. Don't push me. And then yeah. he's like, okay, well, look, let me push your button and see what you can do. And then he let loose. Like, I told you not to push me, you know? And then, yeah, you know, yeah. history, you know? But then it was kind of deep, though, because then, as you notice, as he got older and developed, he started to realize, like you said, I don't even fight when I need to fight now. Yeah. You know, like it's not like I have to fight all the time. It's only when I truly need to fight when the world is truly in danger. It's kind of like you, you know? found that light switch from when yeah. he needs to go in mm -hmm. and when he needs to go off. Exactly, yeah. exactly. He finally came to a full understanding of that. Yeah. And I think you saw that in the Boo Saga. Like he said, uh, I think Piccolo said the best when he first rolled up. He's like, man, I didn't know who he was because confidence is way different now. Yeah. You know, Forget his strength, forget his speed, forget whatever it is. Just his confidence alone is just making him win this battle because I can't recognize this dude no more with the confidence, you know? And, the and way I, he's swaggy now, yeah, that, I love it. The way Boo reacted, or the what he said to Boo too. He, he came came in with that confidence, mm -hmm. he said, he was like, oh, I'm not going, or, I'm not here to fight you, yeah. I'm here to kill you. Yeah, I'm here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not here to play no games with you, I'm here to take you yeah. out, you know what I'm saying? So I like that, I like that. And then, uh, how do you feel it relates to you, Adrian? Well, um, I feel it relates to me because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because, you know, I, I kind of uh, grew up in a life like that. Like, I, I played a lot of sports growing up. There's a lot of sports I didn't want to play. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really care for football until I learned that I was athletic enough to actually play and I'm actually good at the sport. Same. But, you know, football and all that stuff, I felt like I was always forced to fight at first. You know, I was always thrown out there, forced to do this, forced to do that. Mm -hmm. But then, at some point, something clicked to where my confidence grew to show that, yo, I can do this stuff easy, you know, and I'm actually really good at it and I should be doing this, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that doesn't mean because I'm good at this or because I'm doing these rowdy things, I still can't be a lover. I still can't be a nice guy. I still can't be rude. Yeah. And that's one thing, like, uh, I kind of liked that in high school a little bit. Uh, some females call me a teddy bear. Because I was big, I played football, I'm a big, mean guy. But you're saying. I'm soft, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I got a good heart, you know what I'm saying? I'm lovely, I'm kind, I'm general, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm gentle, I'm, I know when to be mean, you know? Yeah. And I think I like that about Gohan. He really learned how to, when to turn it off and when to turn it off. Turn it off and when to turn it on, like you yeah. said earlier, Demar. So I really like that about him. Man. Yeah. I really like that, man. Yeah. So. I that for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So. That was good, man. I like that. I like that. So that leads to my next question for everybody is, out of all your anime characters, who is your least favorite? <laughs> and I'm talking about least favorite in all, whatever aspect you want to make them least. It doesn't matter. Demar, we can start with you. What you got? I would say Frieza. Frieza? Ooh. Yeah. I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So why why is Freezy your least? Why is Freezy your least favorite? I think he's my least favorite because I think he's overconfident of himself. Mm. Super overconfident. Yeah. I like that. Basically, uh, in the Barley movie, he basically got smacked on until... <laughs> <laughs> That's real though. He talked trash the whole time. Was like, man, I'll, I'll smack you around, you monkey. And then when it was his time to fight, unexpectedly, well, he got mollywhopped. And then, but then after the fight was over, what he was trying to do? Trying to fight again, knowing that he had no chance. Like, yeah, yeah, I love that. That's deep. And the thing is, it's like he went full power. He went golden and still got stomped on. And like he got curb stomped into a rock, bro. Ice for an hour. For an hour. <laughs> Longer than that, technically, because technically I had a fuse twice, so oh, longer true. hour, so yeah, crazy, crazy. <laughs> now, now, uh, so, so then now, plot twist, right? Yeah. What is one thing you do like about Frieza? Mm, I would say there's this one time in the power tournament mm -hmm. where he kind of set it, set his selfish shell. Selfish size of him. So he said yeah. the selfishness, selfishness to the side. Yeah. 
and him enjoyed 18. And they actually won together. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I like that. So it's like, even though he prideful, even though he's selfish, if he has an ultimate goal that's bigger than his self, yeah. the universe and everything, he's willing to help out. So even though he asshole, you know, if there's an ultimate goal to play, he's willing to help out. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it, it's crazy because of how like narcissistic he is mm -hmm. about everything. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do feel the fact that that moment did stand out when he did decide to flip the switch and actually fight with everybody. Like he, during the whole tournament, he was fighting he by himself. Yeah, he was yeah. chilling. He was, by himself. he was trying to fight his own teammates. Yeah. Yeah, he was plotting the whole time. But then, uh, you know, especially at the end when uh, him, 17, and Goku went in, mm -hmm. and then at the end, they uh, Goku went Super Saiyan for a bit, and then Frieza powered up and knocked Jiren off. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was oh, hard. Cool. Yeah, that was hard. <laughs> but then I liked it, though. They're, they're fighting on the same team, but what is he saying? Don't tell me what to do! And, but he's still fighting on the side, though. So that. it's like, you know, when that bigger goal comes in mind, shoot. Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, like, uh, I gotta give it to him. I gotta give it to the show for that because, you know, I feel like there's always a chance for people to change. Right? Yes. Yes. And I think that's one thing I always learn about Dragon Ball Z. It's always a chance to change. You know, everybody who was evil in that show at some point, Dane near came to the good side. Right. You know, yeah. like or, Piccolo. Yeah, Piccolo. Pic yeah. Piccolo, Vegeta, yeah. all the androids, 17, yeah. 16. Either they come to the good side or you get blown up. Yeah. <laughs> you get disintegrated. So it's like you pick your side pretty much. Right. I like that. All right, Donovan, same question for you. Who is your least favorite character? Mm. Anime or superhero, bro? You're going to have to give me a second. This one, this one. <laughs> Okay, so I think about that. Yeah, I like to talk about my, my least favorite superhero one. Okay, who you got? Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo? From where? Uh... Avengers Civil War, the one who killed T'Challa's father. Oh, you talking about uh, Captain America Winter Soldier? Yeah, the Winter Soldier, yeah. right? Okay. The guy with the purple mask. Oh, yeah. the Russian dude. Yeah. Yes, yes. Why'd you like him, man? Mm, I think because his ultimate goal was just basically ripping apart the basically Earth's mightiest hero. Mm -hmm. And now they're just beefing, beefing, beefing with each other now. Yeah. I mean, sure, he did. He accomplished his goal, though. <laughs> Can't be mad at him. Uh, so, look, while we on yours, then I'm going to jump to mine real quick. Here you go for it. So, my actually worst villain, y'all yeah, might hate me out this, is uh, Thanos. Really? Yes. Why? I hate him, too. Thanos? Okay, I'm going to tell you about Thanos. Why I don't like Thanos, man. I believe Thanos... You know, strongest being, you know what I'm saying? He was able to get the Affinity Gauntlet. He was smart. He was intelligent. But for somebody so intelligent, he was retarded because he could not change. He could not change his focus or change his plan at all. You know, his only goal to get the Affinity Stones was to snap. Kill 50% of the population. Kill 50% of the population in the universe. And then what did he do after that? He destroyed the stones and he lived on a farm after that. And it's like, really, bro? That's all your goal was to kill 50% of the population and then you're going to live on a farm and grow beets? Like, so, oh, so as a villain, my thing is, one... You're sorry. You're sorry because <laughs> you don't have no other plans in mind. Yeah. Kill 50% of the population and then capture the other 50% to make them your slaves or something like that as a villain, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, rule the galaxy now, you know what I'm saying? Be a true king of the galaxy because you just snapped away 50%. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to now. But I, I just felt that uh, I just always didn't like him because for him to have such logic, I wish he would have thought smarter. I saw the post the other day and it was like, Thanos snapped away 50% of the population when he could have easily increased the, the, uh, the resources yeah. by 200% with one snap. He could have created 20 new planets, all these different farms, this, that, and the third with that same snap. And nobody would have lost, lose their life for nothing, and everybody could have been surviving just as fine mm -hmm. until he needed to snap it again and make some more resources. You know what I'm wow, saying? I didn't think about it like that. So it's kind of like, I wish he would have just thought a little harder about his plan other than, oh, kill 50%. Okay, that's my goal, and I'm just gonna make that happen now. And it was yeah. like, bro, you've been trying to do this goal for 20 years, right. and you ain't thought of not one other idea. And then, <laughs> in the end game, 
basically killed the only person he actually liked. The only person you love. You killed the one person you love to accomplish your goal. I understand, the, stone. I understand the sacrifice, but like you could have did better, bro. Yeah. I felt he could have did better. And then back to your second question, why on what I like him, what I like about Zemo is, and uh, Winter Soldier and mm. Falcon, basically, basically part of their team. Mm -hmm. Although, yeah, Bucky still hating him because basically he put stuff in his mom. Brainwashed, <laughs> brainwashed exactly. Basically, see good sides of him. Basically, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's the good. That's the deep part about like you always see the good intentions, mm -hmm. but you be like, man, that was a bad plan, though. Bro. Bad execution. <laughs> bad execution. You could execute it better. What you got for me, Donovan? Uh, so I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I'd have to say Jaren, bro. Mm. Okay. I, and it's not so much it's kind of like a little bit of both like as his character but also how they made his character right mm -hmm. bland bland this is overpowered man, yeah bland <laughs> overpowered he he's a gray alien in Dragon Ball Z like in a red suit in a red suit yeah <laughs> you got all these other creatures and aliens even on his team but you just got to look regular. Regular. But his he, eyes bigger, bigger than his nose. No ears, just holes. Mm. And strong for no reason. And said nothing until the end of the tournament. Yeah. Like you got the sneak peek before the tournament. You saw him meditating for half the tournament. And what he spoke. And then you finally got a glimpse of his backstory, which was everybody dies uh, so yeah. he, he, he decided he doesn't want to be a loser no more or something yeah he wants to protect his get, for real. get these wins basic yeah. ass That's back it. get the wins yeah get yeah. the wins sorry sorry <laughs> yeah so and then it's just like there's just no character development like i feel i mean i may have liked i may have disliked other characters across different series just mm -hmm. for being them but at least they had a, had, had a type of story to it. Yeah, had some substance. Had some him. connection to him, yeah. He didn't. I didn't feel any type of connection. I was just like, well, and, and that made the fights even less interesting, even after Goku went UI. Yeah. And it was just like, well, I have no attachment to care about if he wins or loses. Like, I care for Universe 7, but other than that, like, I feel like this whole thing's kind of pointless for him being the strongest, but he has no personality. No, I, I agree with you, man, because yeah. it was kind of like, he's the strongest in the world. His own god of destruction is scared of him. That. But then, yeah, he was just so blah. Like, I mean, maybe that's what it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The idea that you're the strongest in the world and that's all you do is train, you blah. But, nah, he, he yeah, he was kind of poochies. Because my thing is, is you all this, you super OP, you still lost. Yeah, right. Day. Like, you could have been one. You could have wiped the tournament out of 10 minutes. And, I mean, you can look at Goku. He does not change ever from the beginning of Dragon Ball to the end of Super. He is the same person that just likes mm -hmm. to fight, but he has more definition to, definition to him, him mm -hmm. than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then, I forgot who did it, but I forgot who turned, like, all the universes against against Goku. Um, it was, uh... When they started the... Before, like, a pre-tournament. Uh, Tapo? Tapo? Oh, uh, Topo, Topo, Topo. Yeah, yeah, he was the one who did it. Mm -hmm. him, him Goku fought. That's kind of stupid because he's gonna beat you anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but like still, you're really gonna turn all the universes against him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that, I ain't gonna lie. That was a dumb plot, but I ain't Mister Oriyamiyami or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, <laughs> so next question for you guys, uh, Demon. We're gonna start off with you. Okay. What character, what anime character or superhero do you feel doesn't get enough props? I would say Hawkeye. Hawkeye? Okay. Well, Hawkeye. I could agree with that. I would say Hawkeye because <laughs> I think he's underrated. Mm -hmm. Because basically, you know, how hard, you know how hard it is to hit people with a bone arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then, at least they didn't become as sorry as they did in Endgame. Right, right, right. Going, yeah, why are you doing he running? Was running? Yeah, and that's it. Rolling, yeah. chop, chopping it up and everything. Yeah. And then, okay, so what was the question again? Who do you feel doesn't get enough props? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess why don't you feel he gets enough props? I'll say that because in Endgame, he was willing to sacrifice himself mm -hmm. just to get the soul stone. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. He, he, that's what it is. Yeah. He did have a great character. 
I, uh, you know, they try to make him look a little more sorry, bad, yeah, sorry or badass than he was. Yeah. But it's like, no, the idea that you run around with a bow fighting robots at the end of the day is oh, and he hitting them shots too. Yeah, yeah. Shots, <laughs> headshots. You know what I'm saying? You got a bow and arrow, a sword. Like, you know, he was technically their their version of Batman. Yeah. At some point. I mean, shoot, any type of day. If I needed a shooter, I'm calling him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shoot. What about you, bro? Who do you think don't get enough props? Uh, dude. So. I kind of want to say it's kind of like doesn't get enough props, but does also doesn't get enough uh, credit. Not credit, but uh, screen actually. time, if that makes sense. Mm. Piccolo. Piccolo. Yeah. Piccolo. Father of the fathers. Huh? Okay. It, yes. <laughs> An alien from another planet that's a father of a half sand, half human son. Mm-hmm. The real dad. But I mean, other than those, you know, character tropes that change. Um, you know, he used to believe that he used he had to be the successor of King Piccolo, which was evil, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be that way. And then for all the work he put in, especially like uh, when he was fighting Seventeen on that island before uh, Cell absorbed him, bro, he him and Seventeen were going, going at it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's a we all know basically half the cast is stronger than him mm-hmm. but he still pulls his weight all the time intelligent he's always ready to fight always intelligent always listening always training always, always training meditating he always has a sound mind no matter what mm-hmm. and he always he's always there when you need him most like mm-hmm. in the Broly movie came out of nowhere blocked the uh, he was there the whole time yeah. just listening to the fight that. didn't jump in no he couldn't help but he was there and brought the ship so yeah. everybody could escape mm-hmm. like he he's the most underrated clutch character like across all DBZ mm. in my opinion yeah that's deep clutch that's deep yeah I like that I like that I would like to add like two more yeah go ahead I would say next to that I would say Trunks and Gohan Trunks and Gohan yes okay why do I say Trunks and Gohan because basically I feel like they don't have, en- have enough power to do what they need to do that makes sense Basically, um, you know how fighting against Goku Black, mm-hmm. they a bit, they kind of nerfed him, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because basically, he wasn't really powered until he had gathered all those people's energy. From mm-hmm. the, yeah, he did a spirit sword or whatever it was. And I feel like he kind of bit him and Gohan kind of been reached more than Super Saiyan One because. That's basically, it's basically all you see him transform into Super Saiyan One. I mean, I think he did do Super Saiyan Two in Black, but they just yeah. never, uh, they never actually vocalize it. Yeah. yeah, it was always real short storm. It's kind of like they. And they're basically the uh, sons of the one, two of the most powerful Strongest people. people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's like their power is always given to them rather than them actually earning it. Yeah. Grinding yeah. for mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, because someone always unlocks their power for him, low key. Right. Like yeah. Gohan on Namek, he had his potential unlocked, but he made a comeback. With, he had his own character growth at Cell, but after that, they cut him off. Mm-hmm. Just like. Shoot, I would say uh, Goten and Trunks as well. Mm-hmm. Like, their only thing is fusion, and you don't even see them happen 90% of the time in Super. Well, you only you know, get like, what, two, three episodes of it? Per- if that. If that. If yeah, that. If that. Yeah. I agree. I agree. What All would right. you say, Adrian? So, for mine, so I'm about to uh, take a little deep on you guys. I want to say uh, Michelangelo for the Ninja Turtles. I see. Yes, because, you know, Leonardo's the leader. Yeah. Raphael's the strong one. Mm-hmm. Donatello's the smart mm-hmm. one. But Michelangelo's just the party dude, right? Yeah. But then it's funny, right? Because I've been, uh, I watched like the little Ninja Turtle anime or the Nickelodeon show they had yeah. a while ago. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny because it's like, they, they make the development. Him, yeah, they make it. Like, you see, you don't, you don't see the development, but you just see them showing him, like, yo, he's really yeah. smarter than people claim him to be. But because he's so goofy, goofy they assume that he's not smart. Yeah. But then it's like, well, every time Donnie got hurt or something, he's the one in the laboratory Take making him. up something, fixing stuff. You know, when they try to do mind control stuff, he's the only one who can't fall for it because they believe he's too goofy in the head, but something with his mind is really stronger than everybody he's, because he can't be, 
he can't be manipulated by the mind control. He's you know too much saying? of a free spirit. He's too much of a free spirit, you know what I'm saying? He takes his comic books and relates on what's going on in the story that's going on right now. Like, oh my God, this reminds me of this story. This is how they beat the monster in the comics. Let's try it here. And it yeah. usually works, you know what I'm saying? Him being goofy and creative solves the problem a lot of times, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I hate the idea that they treat the, I always hate the idea when they treat the smart, goofy, the goofy guy, retarded. Yeah. You know, and I feel like y'all need to look at that a little different. Like, yeah, you can be goofy, but don't make me sound retarded. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't feel like I'm that way. I'm goofy, but I'm not slow. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, he's trained with all of them. He's just as ninja as all of them. Got his own specialties and all that yeah. stuff, but they just make him seem semi-slow. They underestimate And he's cart resourceful, because when I used to watch that show, Mm. He basically uh, was thrown to the planet of the crane. Yeah, and killing it. Yeah, Destroying he it. made his yeah. own stuff. Made his own weapons. He was beating the crane in their own world. Vision Quest 2, he was super major growth. Mm -hmm. Instead of being goofy, he was more serious. He, he learned to get serious more serious than Leonardo. But right after that quest is over and they're walking out looking like gods, they make him goofy again, right? Yeah, they're yeah. something, but it's like... He kind of kept that growth in it. Mm -hmm. He kept that growth and I just feel like I wish they would just realize that growth, you know. I wish they would make him goofy mm -hmm. between goofy and smart. Make him, yeah. make him, or make him go more smarter sometimes, you know, yeah, because smart always seems like brain farts. And it's like, well, it's not brain farts. That was just a real strike of intelligence right there. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. All right, all right. So, let's go ahead and get into some more, character, or more questions real quick. So, I guess my next question is is, uh, if you could invite one of these superheroes or anime characters to the real world to help us out now, who would it be and why? Hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. Aang, bro. I was going to say Aang, too. We need saving all of the world. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's like... He brings the wisdom to everything. Yeah, and that's the main reason why. It's not even for him to do all the things he can do, mm -hmm. but it's his mindset and his spirituality. Mm -hmm. Like the way that, you know, kind of similar to Gohan, like he's a goofy character. He's a goofy person, mm -hmm. but when things need to get get done, he gets it done, but not in an unnecessarily brutal way. Wait, you know? Yeah, he only does what needs to be done until you push him to that right. corner. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, it, to kind of create that comparison, um, in the new Broly movie, the way when Goku went Super Saiyan God, right. not blue, but God, and then uh, he did the he, move to freeze Broly, yeah, yeah and paralyzed him and took his energy or took his energy and put it into him mm -hmm. and kind of like froze him down. Yeah, yeah, it's like that that flow of energy to redirect it. Mm -hmm. So the way they do it with lightning, how or how Iroh taught Zuko, mm -hmm. they take like water. it from this side yeah. and put it to the other side, and basically taking some of the good energy from you mm -hmm. and putting it back to him. Yeah, yeah, and just overall balance. Yeah, he he's a very balanced character. He's calm, collected, even when he's enraged. He was he he could have killed Fire Lord Ozai mm -hmm. immediately. <laughs> like he had it right in front of his face, like a. A whole tendril of four elements going right into his skull and stop. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't need to do that. Right. I'm going to take your bending. Mm -hmm. Call it a day. That's deep. No, no, I like that idea. You know, that's that's deep, you know. So I guess what what is the main thing about him that you will, you, you, you want to take that we need then? What's one main thing? Like, I was going to say his heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We need that type of heart in the world right now. I would agree. Okay. I would agree. So I would say the same thing, Justin. Um... You know, it hurts to see how much, uh, how hard hearts are nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it, and I've only been alive for 23 years, but. Seen so much in those 23 years. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, uh, just listening and watching. Watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, you pick up on a lot of things and you can see a lot of behaviors are because people are hurt. Yeah. Hurt. I don't know why, but I know that they're, they're hurt, hurt and they unknowingly. For example, sorry to cut Yo, you off. Yo, go for it. Racism, Asian hate, all that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That's real. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't a lot. Basically, the, basically <laughs> blaming people for COVID. Yeah, yeah. But it, well, it's yeah. a problem now. Yeah. We just gotta deal with it. There's no like everything blame. else. Like why do you why do you need to blame people if it's not their fault? Mm -hmm. None. And why do you have to take why do you have to take your anger out on somebody or a group of people in general? Exactly. Yeah, this. 
yeah, it may not be your fault. That's how life happens sometimes. It, sometimes it may be your fault. Sometimes you put yourself in these positions, but mm. first off, taking accountability, but also just having that type of awareness to, you know, get past whatever the issue is mm. instead of making it harder on, on, on yourself and everyone else around you. That. Mm. I like that. I like that. Uh, what about you, Damon? Who do you feel? What superhero anime character you feel we can use in the real world? I would say Master Splinter. Master Splinter? Yes. Okay, well, I miss a Splinter. Because... Master, sorry, Sensei. <laughs> I would say because although he's a teacher, he's an even greater dad. And I feel like most people don't have mm-hmm. that kind of father relationship. Yeah, yes. And yeah. to be honest... It would be cool to uh, do some ninja stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but to be on a serious note, I would say obviously he's wisdom just like Aang, but he also cares about people. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that same thing. You know what I'm saying? He brings that wisdom to the table as well as the skills, of course. But you know, besides the skills, let's look at his heart. You know, like uh, one of my favorite lines he said was, uh, "He beat up Leonardo." And he said, I may have taught you everything that you know, but I have not taught you everything that I know. And I was like, deep. Oh, that's, a, that's a line. Write that down. This is a children's show? Okay. Yeah. You know, I, love, I love it. So uh, for me, actually, I will actually choose uh, Iron Man. I'm talking. Really? I'm talking. Tony Stark? Yes, Tony Stark, Robert Iron Downey Man. Jr. Yes, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. The reason why is because... Um, I feel he would take off the filter that we're all receiving every day. You know, like for example, for example, you know what I'm saying? He, he had cover-ups and he 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 put all that stuff out in the world so the people can know and see. And of course, you know, of course, he was doing it for the clout a little bit to say I'm Iron Man. I'm the one saving you guys from this. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's kind of like, you know, think about how good or how much better the world got. It, Think of how much the world has changed. I can't say better. It could have went for the worse or the bad. But how much did the world change when he exposed himself as Iron Man? Now you know that there's somebody flying around in a suit that can save you any moment. His big tower. And you know there's Thor. And there's a, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, what happens when you take all these secrets and finally make them all public? Right. And the world still is going on like normal, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so that means the world must have advanced more because now people know his technology. He's probably sharing his technology. Mm-hmm. Scientists are making new things for the world. Maybe curing cancer and everything. Curing cancer, you know what I'm saying? Giving people artificial legs, artificial limbs, you know like what I'm saying? He, like he did Rhodey in Civil War. Man, you know what I'm saying? Intelligence is probably stepping up. He probably got a house where, you know, he probably making houses. So when people walk in, it's fully locked down. You know, like his little plan to globalize the global defense system. Yeah. In the third Iron movie, he had all the suits going right. out there and protecting people from getting hurt and stuff, you know? And I felt like it was controlling technology, but at the same time, it was so exposing that it could possibly open up so many more minds, you know what I'm saying? I would say I, I, I like that too in terms of like the technology or technological advancement and also mm-hmm. just kind of revealing the veil, but a nice combination for Iron Man to go with even though I haven't really seen much Marvel, mm-hmm. yeah. but and I don't really know much about this character too much, but Doctor Strange, in the sense that like sees uh, sees other people, he's outside the world. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's on a different plane than us of a perspective yeah, than we are. Mm-hmm. But he's thinking like ten times smarter than we are. Yeah, and he shows it. He he, he shows you the perspective. He doesn't just tell you or he's I don't want him to be like a spokesman but mm-hmm. i want him to be like oh if you think this way then let me show, show you, you the opposite why yeah. yeah and he still kind of gives you the freedom to take it however you want he's not enforcing it but mm-hmm. he's showing you this, this different perspective and you take it how you will mm-hmm. i like that i like that and to that on to uh, iron man i would say truth truth yeah basically like part two of what you're saying is mm-hmm. he kept it real the whole time yeah basically yeah. in the conference iron man too he was like you want my armor, you can't have it because you can't. He's basically you, you can't do what I'm he's doing. He's uncontrollable. Yeah, they're just trying to control him. Basically, you don't know. You can only do what you can do. Mm-hmm. You only have. You only know what you know. Basically, mm-hmm. it's basically like I know you control these armors. No one else can. Until he started going crazy, 
And <laughs> yeah, but you know, he was dying at the end of the yeah. day. So yeah. it was like, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah that's an excuse. Right but there. no, no, bro, I, I, I believe you. I like that truth because, like, uh, so my mindset with Iron Man would be is, um, you ever heard the story of the four minute mile? So the story of the four minute mile is, uh, long story short, I don't know the people's names or anything, but the story is that a long time ago in the Olympics, the rumor was you cannot run a four minute mile. There's no way to run a mile in that amount of time or a three minute mile, whatever the mile is, there's no way to run the mile in that amount of time. Somebody came, trained his ass off, went to the Olympics, ran the first four minute mile. And then they said what happens is what happened was within years to follow at first before this happened nobody broke that record now that this guy showed that it's possible to run a four minute mile people are running four minute miles constantly and breaking those breaking those because now this is a new standard we know this standard is available and i feel like with the truth with the exposure with the you know, like I said, taking the screens off and taking off the uh, the filters off of everything, mm -hmm. that can really like blow the world up to another level, you know what I'm saying? Really thinking outside the box, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, from what Google says, the first the guy you were talking about is Roger Bannister. There we go. He was 25 and he ran the, he ran the four minute while in three, 59.4 yep. seconds. And then I mean, after that, within the next year, two people broke that record. And then four people broke that record. They kept breaking the this record. This is a chain reaction. A chain reaction. someone else does it, you already know. Once you, you see it's possible, it's possible. Because that's what happened to Iron Man. Once the dude saw he created the arc reactor and was in a suit, mm -hmm. that dude came and made his own arc reactor and was slapping around and beating up the yeah. red You feel me? So it's yeah. like once you see it, it's possible. And you see that it's duplicatable, it's duplicatable, man. I like right. it. I like it. So, uh, <clears throat> oh. So let's go ahead and go toward the end game a little bit. Two questions for you guys each. Okay. What superpower do you wish you had the most and why? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead again yeah. and say uh, adaptability. adaptability. Like, like, like super, if you wanna make it super, then yeah, super, super adaptability to like rapid Survive situation. Yeah, or adapt to the situation. Like uh, you know how Doomsday is. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't kill him the same way twice. Yes. So eventually he's gonna be, that's not gonna be working anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you Superman burned a hole through his you know, through his head with his laser, mm -hmm. came back in the next movie and tried it again, can't do it. Nope. Mm -hmm. I I can't be beaten like that. I already know how to get around it. Right. So if I can have superhuman like adaptability, then I can keep up with anybody no matter what. Like Super Broly, like uh, <laughs> he's getting slapped around yeah. in base form. Oh, now he can combat their base form. Hope oh, Vegeta goes Super Saiyan. Oh man, I'm getting slapped around. Oh, now I can handle that. Oh, Goku comes in, goes Super Saiyan God. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, else, he adapted. Yeah, yeah, and then do the energy back on him. And yeah. if they did not, if they did not power up to a level quickly enough to defeat him, he would be unbeatable. He'll right. keep going taller. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Super about the ability. Yeah. What about you, Jamal? Uh I would say Aang. Aang? From Avatar. So you want the the so you're gonna be the Avatar for illness control. Yes, and because since basically you can compete with other other avatars. Mm -hmm. And other mm -hmm. other avatars have wisdom from when they lived. Mm -hmm. That's basically <laughs> basically once in a while, he goes to see see one of them. Basically, he once he goes sees them, he sees straight. Mm -hmm. And I think that's cool to have his power because you're not a, technically alone. Right. You have mentors like I have you. Mm -hmm. And no, I like the element of powers are cool too. Basically, <laughs> I like you even have water in your you have water in blood. You can use anything <laughs> as long as you as long as you learn connect. No, that's that's beautiful because that was one thing I also love about Aang too is the idea to connect to the spirit world. Yeah, you know you didn't learn you learn more about that in the Legend of Korra, but Aang always had that ability to tap back into the spirit world and get guidance from his past lives to figure out what to do for the future. Right. And I think that always leads back to the ultimate lesson of if you don't learn from the if you don't learn the past, it's gonna repeat in the future. Yeah. You know, and he may show that nothing repeated and he's right. gonna make it keep flowing and go the same way, go a new route. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So uh for me <clears throat> for me the superpower I would wanna have you know what? I'm uh, y'all gonna be mad. I like this though. For me, I'm trying to be on some Star Wars force control. 
Really? I wish I, I could see control that. the force. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because light or dark. Light, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just it matters the force. Because it's a tool. It's a tool, yeah. Because technically, if you look at Anakin Skywalker, quote unquote, Dark Vader, he start off, uh, technically, all the dark Sith start off in the light. Yeah. And then they get converted to the dark at some time. Basically. Only a few of them start off in the a dark. A traumatic experience or something. Something yeah. made them darker. There was something about their personality that made them dark. And it was always cool because their personality, it was always something like anger, mm-hmm. or he's obsessed, or he's uh, he's sad about something. That's going to take him to the dark side. Yeah. So I think, I think what I was like about the force though was just the ability of one they have the foresight you know what i'm saying they're in tune with everything around them you it's know like the saying? life force it is it's, the, it is the life like force naruto and um nature energy so, so check this right go on youtube go on death battle you have an episode of naruto versus star wars it's obi-wan versus kenobi versus somebody else mm-hmm. and it was pretty deep because the way they explained it is like you said, the force is everywhere. You only have so much nature. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have so much nature control, but the force is space, time, energy, energy, soul, you can, anywhere. You yeah. can pull it out of anywhere because just being in the vibration, you know, so like to be able to control your vibrations yeah. around to pull something off the wall or make me run super fast or on some Yoda backflipping. And you know, no. who could even say it stops at what uh, Star Wars kind exactly. of attributed? Because I, if you can control the the literal fabric of existence, just, you're overpowered. You're overpowered. Like, I could, mm-hmm. oh, I need some water. I'm going to make some no. water right now. And here. basically, um, I can't tell if it was The Force Awakens or the Rise of Skywalker when Luke uh-huh. basically made it like a shot. Yes. Shot of Kongi. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. I was about to say that. So two things. So like I said, that episode, was like, you know, but the, it wasn't there. The second last Star Wars, see how the ep- dude made himself a shadow clone to the point that they fought, fought. And he swore up and down he was fighting Luke Skywalker. And we all swore up and down he's fighting Luke Skywalker until the very end, you see him just sitting on a rock still like, whew, I was just meditating. And he was in a meditative state, but he controlled the force so well that he can project his body somewhere else and physically harm somebody else with that projection. Yeah. And I think my, if you go deeper now to before Dark Vader was created and he was talking to the Sith Lord, he talked about how there is a force master that is so strong that before he dies, he can move his his force spiritual billion to other bodies. Oh. Or he can bring people back from death. Or he can reheal his body, make himself. He has all this power that is literally is literally to the point of whatever you can imagine. If you can imagine it, your imagination is as far as it can take you. I mean, that's you probably the creator. I feel at like that point. I feel like Meh. Avatar could be related to the Force because mm-hmm. basically, obviously, you have spirit energy and you have spirit, mm-hmm. earth, wind, and fire. Yeah. Yep. Basically, I think. I should say. No, I like because it's all intertwined, Loki. Yeah. It's all intertwined at some mm-hmm. point. All the, force, all the forces of nature and intertwine, intertwine with each other. I mean, look. you have all the forces of mm-hmm. Star Wars. That's real. That's real because if you look at it, right, if you look at the Avatar, <laughs> you want to get real, right? If you look at all the elements, it's all the elements are in your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you're only just picking it up with your with your mind now but all the elements we all have all the elements and that's what made the avatar super epic because we all are avatars we have the spiritual connection we just can't we we can't (laughs) mentally we we believe we can't we believe we can't but i promise you up and down somewhere in this world there's somebody out there not walking on the ground i remember when i was a kid because he doesn't believe in gravity when i was a kid i was trying to waterbend i was trying to do everything but then um I tried every day. Recently, <laughs> you got Buddhas. Uh-huh. I think they're more, more avatar than everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, because you have to connect to that spiritual. Yeah, and you have to really, really connect with your body. And unfortunately, the foods that we eat, the shows that we watch, the Drink. world that we live, drugs. They disconnect us, and that's what keeps us from truly reaching that plane. Reaching so they say, avatar state, basically. Avatar yeah. state, exactly. And like you said, in the avatar state, if you really go through them nine steps to unlock your chakra, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be based with the ground. You gotta let go of the things. You gotta love, but you gotta let go at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Love and anger intertwined. Man, you have to make it work. So it's like a lot of people don't really don't really understand. But process. they are. Those. 
man. Not all. A lot of people don't understand. I say it all the time. You're you're a spirit with a body, not a body with a spirit. Yeah, don't be a slave. Yeah. Let you, your let your soul and your body react as one instead of try to unite them as one. Basically, yeah. your soul could be thinking. Soul basically might be your conscience. Mm-hmm. Your good conscience, at least. Mm-hmm. Basically, your body's doing one thing while your soul is thinking another thing. Mm-hmm. Your soul is connected to your brain. And exactly. sometimes people don't listen to the thoughts that they have. Exactly. Prime example. My soul, my brain, my soul is telling me to cook dinner, but my body is driving me to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we're not connected right now. Because I'm about to eat this cheeseburger. No, I'm not about, I'm not supposed to eat it, but I swear I'm listening to, to my body. Mm-hmm. And then you be upset afterwards as regret comes in. Alright, fellas. So um, last question for you guys. Last question for you guys is what is your favorite line? From any superhero anime, your ultimate favorite one-liner, or not one-liner, but your favorite line, speech, saying, whatever they said. What is your favorite one? Mm. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I, oh, oh, I got one. Yeah. The true me- This is from Naruto. The true measure of a shinobi is how he lives, but now how, but how he dies. Basically, that basically trans- translates to me as you want to be remembered, not as a drunk or. Mm-hmm. Uh, added, but as maybe a, a hero, a famous technician, or mm-hmm. a doctor. Right. As curing cancer. Right, I like that. So you remember how you live, not by how you die. Deep. Mm-hmm. So live a good life and people will remember you. I like that. I like that. I like that. Basically, once you die, you don't want to live a boring life, but you don't want to be broke also. Mm-hmm. So stay in your perimeter. But I would say. If you die, if you die like a bum or a bum or someone, somebody who's a jerk or like a Karen or something, mm-hmm. no, one's gonna remember, no one's gonna remember you like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, not gonna be good to be remembered. You're gonna be remembered for a short while. On the, on the other hand, you have these saints that are giving food away, mm-hmm. basically Making giving impacts. free COVID shots. Yeah. Sometimes just giving out stuff because. They already have that stuff why would they need that stuff for? so they just give it away no i like that bro and, and that's real bro so it's like either you know you want to make an impact on this world right now you know what i'm saying the ones who make the impact are the ones being remembered you know what i'm saying that's beautiful that's really beautiful what you got for me bro um i'm gonna have to pull one from uncle iroh oh bro oh uncle iroh is so <laughs> fucking woke, bro oh yeah yeah <laughs> but uh one of the things he said was, uh, "Pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. True humility, true humil- humility, is the only antidote to shame." Mm. And kind of what that says to me is the fact that, like, if you, if you, I want to say hype yourself up because, like, you should be believing in yourself at all times and stuff like that. But when it starts to overshadow, you might need to change your perspective or plans of it or more so like if it's becoming if it's overshadowing everything else around you to the point to where you don't take responsibility for anything because you think you're just the greatest or you think you're the smartest or the most intelligent or you just think you're so perfect that nothing nothing you do ever has a bad side to it that's where your downfall is, but humility is the fact that, hey, you can have confidence in yourself and you make mistakes, but admitting your mistakes and it's not being defensive or anything about that. Um, because you learn something every day mm, and yeah, every minute. That. So basically, by you're basically getting smarter every day you live. It's, Sometimes. I would, I would say it's more than that because it's not you're not poisoning yourself in this toxic self-belief that you're better than everything else, else which is pride like you're a god basically yeah and it's like and you know the source of shame is pride because if you think so much of yourself and then something doesn't go right you're and you shame yourself, yourself down. you bring yourself down but mm-hmm. it's not necessary sometimes those reactions of bringing yourself down doesn't mean you get depressed sometimes you get more arrogant and ignorant right. which doesn't have humility within it so therefore yeah you aren't learning anything but you're also not letting those negative emotions out mm-hmm. you're keeping it harboring it and it's growing and festering within your heart 
And the only way to cure that is humility. Admit your wrongs, admit that you're not perfect. And, and you can always fix those wrongs. And you can always, sometimes Some you can't man. fix it, but you can at least amend them. Amend them and, or try to make it better. Yeah, yes. in some way or form, you know. And you can't say you didn't do it because you tried. That, and people may not forgive you for it, but, or I mean, you can, people may not accept you again after it, but at least giving them the opportunity to forgive you is all is all you need is all you need yes. it'll clear your conscience i like that bro beautiful beautiful man i like that bro so uh the quote i have for you guys is actually uh master roshi, oh. master roshi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i actually love this quote because this happened to tournament of power when he was about to get knocked off the board i don't think he got knocked off there this time he's passed out but uh his quote was uh my students move well learn well play well Eat well and rest well. Live your might. Live your lives merrily and to the fullest. This is a commie style within you. And it's like, you know, he was saying this in the middle of a tournament fighting for their universe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His, just his, in case I'm my pop off. Just in case I die, I'm gonna let you guys know to eat well, live fire. well, be happy. Be married. Live your best life. Enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like this is a show where these people are fighting for the earth every single day. season, day. day. They're always training every stuff, growing up. People is dying, coming back to life. Yeah. Violence, all, all of this is violence. You know what I'm saying? But he's talking about, and you see it in his character. Eat well, play well, enjoy the day, be merry. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that is true because this guy's what two hundred thousand years old is where I'm going to throw she is. Yeah. But he's happy, he's enjoying his life every day. And I think that a lot of people don't ever stop to realize that. Like we're what so caught life? up in the fight. What kind yeah. of good life you got? Exactly. You understand or realize what kind of good life you got. You know, enjoy the life. You're caught up in the fight, you don't realize the damn did I eat a good meal today. And that kinda goes back to Michelangelo in a sense because like Enjoy your life. Yo, I actually have something to say that. Because okay. um I remember in a comic where mm. Leonardo, Donatello, and Raphael all died. Oh, the Ronin. The yeah, last Ronin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got watched. I got to catch that out. And I, I was looking at some of those pages. I was like, he went from, you know, his casual self, cool party and stuff, to almost serious. as almost as serious as Leonardo. Mm-hmm. And basically, see him die is you basically see how he went from that and how. How traumatic experiences can change a person. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Because so, he lost his whole family. Yeah, that's deep. And I feel, you know, he probably used that advice right now. Like, yo, Lee, uh, Michael Angel, I understand you lost your whole family, bro, but you still got to eat well, play well, and be happy and be merry. Nah. You know what I'm saying? No matter what's going on in life, you still got to just treat yourself well and enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't don't make it too serious, because if you make it too serious, it's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, fellas, man, I just want to say I appreciate you guys today for being honest with this episode. Great Demond. episode. Yeah, fun, right? I told yeah. you it's going to be fun. You know what I'm saying? Nice and simple. Damon, I appreciate you, bro, for uh, coming on here. And uh, before we walk away, I had to say something. Um, so, our last two guests have actually been pretty young. So, uh, Ricky, Ricky Esdell, our last episode, the uh, student athletes. 19. 19 years old. Damon. 17? Yes, sir. 17. So, you know, young guests, and obviously they still have stuff to say. So that's when let's, you know, let everybody know that you do have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you can't voice your opinion. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nothing stop you, you know? You have, you have a voice for a reason. You have a voice for a reason. Let's use it. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm going to make sure I bring you my mentee here to yeah. show you guys that, shoot, he has a voice. He doesn't talk much, but when he talks, he talks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He has great concepts, as you guys learned. Blew my mind a little bit, so... Demond, man, I was gonna say I appreciate you, bro. Um, do you have any shout outs or anything you wanna make on here? Uh, no. Nah. nah? Nah, nobody needs that love. I'll feel it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so other than that, man, I just wanna say I appreciate you, bro. Good job. And uh, yeah, man, great shit, bro. Good job, man. Okay, I just wanna thank you guys for having me. I had a wonderful time. Yeah, yeah appreciate thank you, bro. You. Thanks for coming along, bro. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Donovan, man, you already know, bro. Hey, look. Uh, Oh, just to give some updates though before I yeah, know, yeah, have yeah, my yeah. closing thing. Um, well, I have some freer time now, so we're actually going to be uploading the videos onto or uploading the audio onto YouTube to make it more accessible to people. So mm -hmm. you know, please continue to share, support, subscribe, um, and then also one little piece of wisdom for me, for any of you young folks out there. I'm along with you. Again, I may be 23, but I still have the heart of a child a little bit. So. 
don't let anybody, don't let anybody, whether they're young or older, the same age, say that you're too young to understand any concepts. The fact that you're trying to say anything and speak your mind is a is the fact Probably that you're thing. trying to understand to begin with. Exactly. Beginning to find your voice. Beginning exactly. to find your voice. Don't let anybody shut you down. Of course, don't be disrespectful. Just respect do it everybody, but do it in a respectful way. Yeah, yeah. just. And that they, and they should be respecting you in the same regard. Yeah. So just don't be afraid to speak your mind. You don't uh, give respect, you earn respect. That. Amen. Shoot for your, shoot for your goals and keep climbing no matter what. Yeah. And then you know that actually leads to one of my last things. So uh, I heard the other day on the radio it said uh, the person who doesn't ask the question, the person who asks the question is only a fool for a moment. The person who doesn't ask a question is a, is a fool, fool for a lifetime. Yeah, because he skipped on the chance. Of he skipped on the chance of learning something new. Right now, whether he thought about it or doesn't want to, or was just it. too scared, didn't have his voice to ask. He gonna be stuck. Yeah. So yeah, use that voice, man. You got it for a reason. So fellas, now I just wanna say I appreciate you guys for doing this with us today. Another fire episode. We already have more to come. Uh, any questions, comments, or concerns? Please send your questions to JKS podcast 702 at gmail.com or of course reach out to us on facebook instagram twitter now coming youtube yes sir and once you figure out how to work tiktok i'll get there but i ain't that tech savvy yet but until then i just want to say i hope everybody has a splendid day a marvelous afternoon and a miraculous miraculous evening (laughs) there we go miraculous evening and of course just keep swimming just keep swimming. That's it. Just keep swimming. Yes, sir. And that is a wrap. Ow!